Hey there, and welcome to the Lucky Brain Podcast. I'm Marty Yang. In this series, we talk about the struggle and success of people's journeys going from ordinary to extraordinary. Let's get into it. This is the start of the podcast with my fam. Um, you're the creator of Vivi La Vita. And, but we were mostly talking about real estate, which was super interesting. And again, I wrote these questions down about five minutes before the podcast. So they don't really mean shit. Um, but yeah, so I'm again interested in people who are doing things that they want to be that are actually interesting for them. And I was talking on my side how that I have a job that's a 40 hour a week job. And don't we all? Don't we I all? I do too. <laughs> exactly. And we use the job, most of us, in order to pay the bills. And it's something that is necessary in order to live, it seems. But we're, it was something interesting because I had mentioned that most people don't like their jobs and how it affects their health because they're trading time for money, but not only time, they're trading their health, they're trading their happiness. And their life. And their life, right? exactly. Because money, said. you can always make more. Like what yes. I said earlier, time, you can't get back. So when you're working a full-time job, you're very limited to what you can really do with your life. And a lot of people, I feel like, are very complacent. And they just accept it as reality. But for me, you know, I, I've been very fortunate in the last couple of years but you know growing up was a different story um we didn't have a lot of um we didn't have a lot of money growing up you know right my family was on like government support so yeah you know we were we came i was born in vietnam what Uh, yeah you didn't know that no i didn't know that (laughs) yeah so i was born in vietnam we moved here when i was about one years old uh my dad um was in the military in vietnam he was a pilot and because of the war he was we were fortunate to have this program that allowed us to move to the United States yeah. um, because uh, of him serving. And my uncle, I have a couple of um, family members like my uncles. Yeah. They're also in the military as well. So in we, Vietnam? Yeah. So, okay. um, you know, we, we escaped um, communism and we moved to the U.S. and we started with pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, and growing up, we were living on government support. You know, a lot of times I feel like when I hear people talk about um, what their opinions of people that live off government support, you know, I, I, I get it. But from somebody that grew up in something like that, you know, not everybody really wants to be relied on government support forever. I felt like growing up, I kind of understood that, you know, my family didn't have a lot of um, resources and Mm -hmm. that started my humble beginning I feel like um, because we are shaped our personalities are shaped with our life experiences the way that we grow up the people that we meet how we um, are brought up really makes a big impact on the way yeah huge impact the way we um, view our life and just how we deal with certain things so um, I think that from my uh, life I just I just wanted something more. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned earlier before we started the podcast, you know, I was very fortunate enough to start 
um, finances or be exposed to yeah. the banking field, um, finance at a young age. Uh -huh. I started banking when I was 18. Yeah. And, you know, I started as a teller, I was a banker, um, and then I got licensed. I got my Series 6, 63, California Insurance, and a Series 7 license. And I did mortgages. So being in banking really exposed myself to a lot of really successful individuals. And, you know, you know, I don't think people really have to reinvent the wheel. You just kind of see what other people are doing that is working out for them and learning from um, people that you meet and just exposing yourself to a lot of knowledge. Um, and I think that really changed the way I, I looked at life because when you're in banking, you get to see all sorts of people, all sorts of personality, all sorts of um, class. Uh, you get the middle class, sure. mm -hmm. the lower class, the upper class, the elite. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've been... Elite, damn. Yeah, the elite. Yeah, Gubies, you get to meet a lot of successful people. And yeah. at this point in my career, that's the type of clients I am most exposed to. So, um, but from the beginning, I was so scared of being at a job until retirement age. The usual, um, I guess, plan that people have for themselves is you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get a career, you start a family, you retire at 65 or 66 or 67, whatever the age is now because the age keeps getting increased for whatever the retirement social security is. Sure. And maybe that's what most people rely on is social security that they get to work for, or work you know, so many years for, and then mm -hmm. they get that and maybe they have a pension. Uh, maybe they have 401k, a retirement plan set up, maybe, maybe. But that really doesn't have too much control over what really dictates their future so because of so many things that i want to personally accomplish for myself which is just being able to live um you know a happy free life where i don't have to be at a nine to five job um for sure. so many years yeah. and give up so much of my time to mm -hmm. something that doesn't really benefit the environment the world sure. uh, my family myself yeah. so i think that really just sparked um the decision to do something more yeah and that's where um my business partner and longtime friend roxy and you know her very yeah. well too uh -huh. um we decided to start a brand that not only have a meeting um it took us a long time to really come up with the name mm -hmm. um vivi la vida yeah. originally it was viva la vida but right. um it seems like it's a popular name because when we were going through the process of starting our corporation um, I was telling Roxy, you know, if we are going to do something, I want to do it right. Um, so I told her, you know, let's, let's trademark our name. Let's incorporate our business. Let's, you know, do things the right way, like a legitimate business, because mm -hmm. if we're not thinking big, we're starting small, but thinking big. Mm -hmm. And if you're not thinking big, then you already set yourself up for failure because you're already expecting yourself to not be at that, um, caliber at that level. So... Sure when we were going through the trademark process um, and we we want to be able to get the right people on our team you know sometimes you want to do things yourself but sometimes honestly i think that by hiring the right people professionals like having a right uh, a really good cpa on our team which we do um, and having a, a trademark attorney to help us with the trademarking process um, and 
just uh, everybody else, like a business specialist or whatever, or a banker on our team, graphic designer, web designer, whatever, sure. that are experts in their field and help us with the business. But when I told her, I was like, you know, let's uh, trademark our name. And that's where we changed the name to Vivi La Vida. VLV, Vivi La Vida. VLV, Vivi La Vida. VLV, Vivi La Vida. Um, and the meaning behind that is just live your life, you know, live the life that you want to live. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's that's how it really started. Okay, that's very interesting. So, you said you were exposed to, at a young age to finance, which is very beneficial, very helpful for you. And you think that mostly comes from like your humble beginnings, being born in Vietnam and being raised on government benefits, and you were just like, you know what? I want something more. Yeah, you know, I just didn't want that type of lifestyle for my kids or my family in the future. You know, um, I wouldn't go back and change anything because I don't think if I if I made any changes in the past where I did have a successful family that gave me everything, I don't think I would have the drive or the sure. motivation to do very much. Um, Makes sense. Many things in my life, so I'm very grateful for what um, I currently have and had in the past. Mm -hmm. And we made the best out of it. And I have two very wonderful parents that um, didn't have very much, but the amount of love that we got from them and the amount of sacrifice that they they um, that they had to endure is just uh, more than anything that money can really buy. So I'm very grateful to have a really good set of parents that most people may not have um, been lucky to have. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, going back to my humble beginnings, you know, honestly. When we went to, and you know, Marty and I went to the same high school. We would, you know, and after high school, everybody went their own ways, really. You know, we've, everybody went their own ways. Maybe you've, you've kept in touch with a couple of people, which I have. Right. And I just didn't really have a direction after high school. And I think it's because it's also like I I just didn't know like I was so young I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life it's yeah. not like I had parents that were doctors and attorneys or whatever that sure. kind of gave me um, advice from a young age and had the education right. and the knowledge that pushed me towards a profession at a young age so anyways I was um, in high school towards the tail end of high school like senior year and junior high or junior year I thought I wanted to be in fashion you know, I took, um, you know, the ROP programs and I was like, you know, maybe fashion is for me. Yeah. And after a course in uh, fashion design in high school, I was like, you know, their department shut down and it's not long enough for me to really pursue this. Like, do I really want to go to FITM for like X amount of years and pay this much tuition? I crossed that off my list. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to do the typical thing most people are doing. I'm just going to go to a two year degree or go to PCC, sure. Pasadena City College, yeah. and just kind of get started on my credits and figure it out. So yeah. anyways, I just went to PCC for like six years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people- Couple years too long. Yeah, yeah, like I was kind of there for way <laughs> too long. But during that yeah. time, I was working in banking. I was a teller, I was a banker. Um, by 24, 23, 24, I was doing mortgages. I was a loan officer. I was helping people, um, you know, refinance their, their house. I was helping them purchase their home. Um, yeah. And that's where I was starting to really feel like I was getting exposed to um, finance from a different perspective. Yeah. Because the four years I was in banking, I was just a, a teller banker. And, you know, even though you really help people with their um, banking relationship and understanding finance at a different 
level mortgage from there kind of opened my eyes um a lot more to the possibilities yeah and i was thinking like man why you know i'm helping people buy their first homes or their second homes or maybe like one of many that they purchase or refinance i wonder why why don't i yeah Yeah, what about me yeah maybe i should (laughs) yeah so from that that from that moment on where i'm like why not me why can't i buy my first place sure and from that moment where i was like okay i'm just going to see how much i can qualify for how i need how much i need to save for what income level i need to be at and i just planned from there so from being at 23 24 in mortgage by 26 that's the first time i was able to say i purchased my first home yeah it's very cool you know it's a modest place it's not very expensive but Hey, I did it. You know? Yeah, that's very cool. Congratulations uh, thanks, to you. You know, yeah. so I want to yeah. interject. I want to talk about this because we we're talking about how people go to college and they come out of college and they're really not financially literate and they're they have a ton of debt. And this is interesting, right? Because we're talking about like so many people are, are unhappy with their lives and they're working a nine to five job because they have to pay the bills. But if they didn't have to pay the bills and they wanted to do something that is meaningful to their life i'm sure a lot more people would be a lot happier have a lot more energy be better in health because you were talking about you were able to see a bunch of different clients and you can see the people who are miserable and also you can see the people who are happy yes and i don't think it necessarily means that you have to go to college in order to get a degree in order to get a job to work for for another 40 years of your life in order to retire that's it shit seems so played out yeah and you know what marty i feel like in our type of um, environment and the generation that we're living in we have access to so many so much information whether you can just search online there's so many books so many podcasts at our meetup groups meetup groups yeah just information everywhere yeah. and if you're not grasping onto this knowledge that at that are at our fingertips that our previous generation did not have the resources to um you're a fool you're a fool you're so a fool. yeah yeah um and then yeah you're right you know being able to be in banking i see people that come in every month their direct deposit from social security comes in and by next month they're here to take out the whole thing again that there's no savings there's no they don't don't understand credit how it, it, it impacts them how mortgages work so they don't even know that you know buying a house is even a um, a possibility for them and not because they don't qualify it's just because they keep telling themselves limited mindset like things that oh i can't or i shouldn't or i don't know how or just giving themselves a bunch of excuses but in reality it's just like they they just are in such a uh, limited mindset and are so complacent with their lives yeah. that they're not making a, um, any changes or even plan ahead to how they can really get there yeah and um Man, I mean, I get it from their side, too, because, I mean, they're probably like the mass of people that we're talking about who are experiencing a nine to five job or, you know, it's Social Security or something. And they have a limited knowledge about different opportunities. They don't have a lot of energy. Maybe they're not, you know, exercising or eating the right things. That's kind of like the circle of people that are that are in the masses, unfortunately. Right. And, you know, it's it's not just like to me, it's not just trying to make a massive amount of money or just making money in general. It's making money with a purpose. 
So, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about me and my, and my business partner, Roxy. You know, we, we really truly care about our families and our community and our environment and just overall, like just being trying to make the world a better place, empowering others to want to do the same. And yeah. that's the purpose of me being on this podcast today. You know, like I want to be able to um, just try my best to maybe add value to your podcast, share my knowledge, because I want to be able to be that person that tells people, you know, it's not about being competitive with your neighbor or your friend or this other person. It's about being able to bring people together and share each other's knowledge and empowering each other to really strive for a better um just world you know like yeah. a, a, to improve yourself and improving others you're mm -hmm. you're essentially giving back something um that maybe somebody else can benefit from and from that benefit maybe they change their lives and without you um you know making that slight change or that conversation with that that person yeah you might have impacted their lives significantly isn't so, that crazy yeah isn't that crazy it's like some people listening right now may hear something that you say right and be like oh that makes so much sense or like i know my back in the high school days and she's not much different than than me like i, I know her so if yeah. she could do it then i can do it exactly too. and that's what i say to my friends and i'm like if i can do it anybody can do it and i'm not trying to put myself down but just from the surface on paper you know an immigrant from vietnam having a family that have um, not a lot of resources or wealth to even like say I have money from my family to help me start my real estate adventure. No, I had none of that. For somebody that like started with nothing, no education, you know, I have, I started PCC, I was there for like six years. I have three associates in business, social behavior science, and humanity. I wasn't even going for it. I was just there for so long. I earned my three associates. <laughs> I tried to apply to college three times. The third time, uh, the first time I was um, getting into mortgage mm -hmm. and I finished my, um, my, my last class before I transferred, but I got promoted to a different position. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do another, I'll apply next time. Mm -hmm. The next time came around, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to achieve this new position. I'm just gonna put this on a sideline, but I did apply. I submitted an application, I paid the damn fee, you know, I spent so much money on the application yeah. itself, you know, I, I, and parking fees that I didn't even show up to go to. And the third time I was like, okay, this is last year or last, last year. I was also like, okay, I told myself I'm gonna go to college and just knock it out. By the time I applied to college, this is like, this is, this is the third time. I went as far as attending or going to attend the orientation. The right before like orientation, I received an email saying uh, from the school telling me or remind me to pay my tuition fees. I'm like, okay, so I have to pay my tuition fees before attending orientation, no problem. I sign on and I was like, I have to pay $3,000 for one semester? Wow. I know. That doesn't make sense for PCC? No, Cal State LA. Oh, okay. For uh, my transfer. But I get it. They This topic can be um, subjective. You know, some people might say, college will pay out, you know, pay off, you, you'll get a degree, you'll have, you know, more chances in the work field to make X amount of money. But you know what? I, I don't see the benefit. Like, honestly, sure. if, if I go to school, 
I may I have the resources. I have the money to pay for school. But what if I have the money that I could have paid for school? I could have just used that money for a down payment on a next home, which I did. I you know which you did which I did. <laughs> Hell um, yeah, girl! <laughs> I used that money to invest in the stock market. Yeah. I used that money to buy cool. my second home, my first home, my third home. You yeah. know, for somebody, you know, I I feel like I don't have. I'm not that successful yet. You know. Which I like to use that word yet, yet because you can't really live with a limited mindset. You have to sure. like get, break through that. You have to feel like you can achieve anything you put your mind into with the proper things in place and get things um, in order. Learn what you need to learn to get to your goal. So I don't like to have that limited yeah. mindset. So that's why I like to use the word yet mm-hmm. when I haven't achieved something. Yeah. But um, yeah, like. I did the math and I was like, you know, if I went to school, I would have still worked a full time job because my position there's no such thing as part time. Like I have to be present, I have to be there for my clients, I have to be there for my work and support the team. I can't be part time, so that yeah. means that I would have. And mind you, I I drive about forty five minutes to an hour each way per day from where I live. So to to paint the picture, if I were to go to school at my age right now. And I don't mind disclosing my age. I'm like 29. Um, I would have wake. I would have to wake up in the morning really early to um, get ready for work. Be there by 8:45. Get off at like 5:36 o'clock, and then go to school after work. And um, maybe get home like really late, nine, ten. I don't know, eleven. Yeah. And still have to make time to study and keep up the grades. Keep up my my sanity. And my just work-life balance, you know, and and I and I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to live my life like that. And I know it's temporary. I know some people have done it. I know people have uh, made a lot of sacrifice to make that happen. But that's just like a personal decision. I just decided that it's just not for me. I I just want to enjoy my life a little bit more. So that's the sacrifice I did, and that just. put me in a different path than what I had originally for myself. And originally for myself, I I thought I was going to school, then maybe have a different career path after school, but I just didn't really have anything else that really interests me. If I really had a passion for being a doctor or a lawyer or something that really, like a nurse or something, you know, like, of course, I definitely um, encourage people to go the traditional education route to pursue those professions because you need a, you know education to pursue those uh, sure. professions but for myself I don't have the same um, passion Ambitions. and like I mentioned earlier you have to be obsessed with what you want to really um, scale and I to really just make it happen and be success- successful at it if you don't have a passion for something, you kind of will do it. Yeah. Um, like like working out at the gym. I honestly, I don't have no passion for it. So whenever I've signed up for a gym membership, I've signed up like maybe three times. I've signed up for the Costco one where you pay $350 or whatever the amount is up front. You have the two-year membership. Sure. I've gone three times. Yeah. So because of that lack of passion, the lack of obsession for that interest, you won't do it. You have to be obsessed with what you're interested in. You really have to want to achieve. And you really have to ask yourself why you're doing this. What's your ultimate goal? And when I ask myself why, 
I'm I I want to be successful. I want to be successful so that way my parents, the ones that really um, had a lot of sacrifices in their lives, um, that experienced the war in Vietnam, that had um, you know had to leave their family, their their parents back home in Vietnam to start their lives all over for us, knowing that when they come here to the U.S., there's nothing in their pockets and they're starting everything over. And a lot of times I know that my parents would be happy, and I'm very grateful for this too, because, you know, a lot of parents, especially Asian parents, or just, you know, parents in general, they want you to go to school. They want you to have a good job. But that's like the plan that they lay out for you. I'm very fortunate that I don't have parents that talk down on me because I didn't, choose that route they never really said oh I'm, i'm i'm ashamed of you or i'm disappointed in you that you didn't go to school and i'm there i think i'm very fortunate to, ha to have parents that just supported me with whatever decision i decided to do i wanted to work at a job i wanted to buy a house i wanted to start a business i don't want to go to school and they were okay with it yeah because i didn't have parents that really pushed me to a certain um, career or whatever. Although I knew that, you know, they would like just something, they just want me, be, me to be happy. So I want to be able to give back. I want to yeah, be able to, that's nice. to be able to like give them something that, um, something for them to be proud of, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they're proud of you. Yeah, you know, but there's, yeah. I always, I feel like there's more. And who doesn't want to make their parents proud or right. whoever they feel that is important in their lives um, proud of them. But just yeah. be able to just um, give back to your loved ones that sacrifice for you yeah. um, and have that, that why, you know, that really encouraged me to do the things I really do per day. Yeah, I mean, you do, you do a lot per day. We've known each other since high school and it's a much different, my fam then yeah in high school. much different yeah i'm a very different person from high school yeah um you know people grow up and somewhere from high school until now i feel like i I've, i've discovered myself yeah because there was a time looking back i don't i don't think i had a direction it was more of just waking up going with the flow yeah not having direction not having a plan But something triggered between high school and now, between like uh, maybe like in my mid 20s or you know around that age. What was I, it? Do you think? You know, I always think back to that time. I'm not gonna say names, but I was with an ex-boyfriend, and you know, if I kind of mentioned it, I think people can really piece together who it was. Okay. But just maybe like, because I don't want... You wanted to say, hey, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do this shit. Like... Well, yeah, kind of. So anyways, <laughs> like, well, no, okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, like for me, I don't, I don't like to talk bad about people. Yeah. Or bring people down. It I'm not would, asking for any of that. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. I what? know. I know you're not picking at it. But just to disclose for like the listeners, you know, I just want to be able to tell a story where um, to have them understand like how did I get from this point to point A to point B. So long story short, I had an ex-boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend wasn't the best one for me. But one day he actually invited me after we already broke up to a networking event. And I was like, you know, I really don't want to go with him. But at the time, I just decided to. I was the plus one. I just showed up to this networking event. At that time, I was like, what the heck is a network event yeah. for a realtor? He was a realtor, or still is. 
so I was like, okay, I'll go, whatever. <laughs> that changed my life. Um, that changed my career. And I think that's the, the point in my life where uh, that was like planting the seed, looking back. Because he invited me to this networking event. We showed up. And it was supposed to be just keeping him company because he had nobody to go with. And I just... I don't know why. Looking back, I was like, why did I go? But I'm glad I did, you know? Um, things happen for a reason. I showed up, and it was a sponsored event from my job, from the mortgage department. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, oh, my work name and mortgage. It's from my same company, but just a different department, just mortgage. So I ended up, like, walking around, and I noticed, like, people with their name tags, and it's my company. I was like... I just, you know, said, hey, you know, I work there too, but just in the retail bank. And I met, I just, that's where I met my friend Robert, the one that I am still friends with, the one that we call each other very frequently and just, you know, talk about life on the way to work sometimes when I'm not listening to my podcast. Actually, I'll be listening to my podcast when he calls. That's when my podcast ends. <laughs> so, um, that's cool. And he's love like mind, I would imagine. Yeah. He, um, I met him at that event and years of maybe like a year passed. I was like, you know, my coworker was talking about going into mortgage and that uh, at that time I was in banking for four years and I was like, why don't I just do something different with my life? Like, like maybe I should go into mortgage too. I called Robert up and I was like, Hey Robert, um, you know, my, my coworker was talking about, you know, mortgage, he's applying for it. And do you know who I should talk to? Cause he was in the mortgage, um, obviously the department when I met him. So he was the first person I thought of when I when I was interested in moving departments. He was like, me. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just got promoted to a sales manager. I'm hiring people. You want to come on board? Just like Perfect. that. I He helped me um, get the position. And from there, I was in mortgage for a couple of years. Um, that exposed me to a lot of different people from there. And then that's when I was like, helping people buy their first home, refinance their house, buy investment properties and things like that. And I was yeah. like, why don't I buy a house? Why not me? Yeah. You know, why do I have to get married first and then sure. buy a house with a significant husband or other or whatever, you know? Like, why do I have to be older and buy a house? Why can't I do it now? And honestly, the main motivation to home was because I wanted to move out of my parents' house. I was 20-something at that time, like 25, 24. And that's where I, I manifested it. I was like, I want to move out. I want to buy my house. How can I get there? Not just think about it, but ask myself how. You know, a lot of people, I think, have such a limited mindset. They want certain things, but they don't plan for it. They don't really right. think about how they can really do it, or they just tell themselves, I can't, you know? And part of it, I think, really triggers my um, curiosity is, and the time, for a lot, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. People mention this book from time to time on almost every podcast I've listened to. You know, they reference the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, if you read it the first time and it doesn't really interest you, then you're not reading it correctly. You know, the message is clearly there. One of the things that stood out to me in the book is he explains how people have such a limited mindset. They tell themselves, I can't, instead of asking, asking themselves how, instead of saying, I can't afford it. 
ask yourself how, how can I afford, can I afford, I afford it? it right that's such a game changer for me and that's where I kind of related that book back to okay if I'm like 20 something at that time I didn't save a lot very much because you know what you focus on is just going to work and going home and hanging out with your friends you know I'm in my early 20s like I wasn't thinking very much but then once I sparked that curiosity and decided on buying my first home my attention was on buying my first home how can I get there how can I afford it so um, that's where I decided to go back into the retail bank and I wanted to become a private banker um, which I am today, but it took steps to get there and I just you know I knew the position what I need to do how I can um, develop my skills my knowledge and um, Help people with their finances because you know in banking. That's what I do and by helping others You know it would benefit me because I'm learning for myself, too um, but that's where it started is I was just very luck. I was very, very lucky to meet somebody um, from a night that I wasn't even going to be committed to going to. Yeah. And from there, um, I met my really good friend, Robert, to this day. We've been friends for like, I think over eight years now, almost 10. And, um, you know, I, I really can't say, um, I, really, I really can say he's helped me quite a bit without him bringing me into the mortgage industry. Sure. I might have not been too familiar with how loans work, how mortgages work, what the heck is a 7-1 arm, 5-1 arm, what is that? You know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I would, I wanna say um, my success has been just been a little bit of luck, but a lot of passionate, uh, a lot of passion, mm -hmm. a lot of dedication, um, and just meeting the right people and just being aware of the possibilities that are out there because we live in such a fortunate country. People move here to live here for a reason. Um, I, like I said, I was born in Vietnam. When I was one, we moved here. I went back to Vietnam for the first time two years ago, I think. So 20-something years of not being in Vietnam, not being exposed to what real Vietnam is. We went there for 10 days and it was an eye-opener for me. You know, I could have lived in Vietnam and my parents didn't make the sacrifices for me. Yeah. Um, if they didn't make the sacrifices for me, I would have been just in Vietnam and just working a really tough life and tough job. And that's why I really wanted to be able to do something that I can get back to my family because I know there's a lot of sacrifices. Right, and so that's why you started Vivi La Vita. You've been working in the finance industry. You're now doing real estate or have been doing investing in real estate for a while. And I like what you said, and we'll wrap up very, very shortly here, but it's you said start small, but think big. Start right? small, think big. Um, and you have to be very obsessed with what you're doing. You have to be obsessed because if you kind of do it, it's gonna, kind of not going to work out for you sure so um but of course any anything that you do any investment that you plan to do you kind of have to not kind of have to but you really have to learn what the pros and cons the risks that you're exposed to how to mitigate those risks what people you need to meet mm -hmm. um, what people that you need to have on your team like cpas are really important people attorneys are very important people um and just 
being able to be knowledgeable. So that way, if you're knowledgeable, you are aware of all the, the risks involved. And that way you can plan accordingly to limit your risk or reduce the exposure to risk. Sure. And, but have the high potential behind that risk to be able to be successful. Right. So say for an average person who's not exposed to the financial industry, what would you recommend ways on how to gain that knowledge? You mentioned books, podcasts. Um, things like that. I think the cool part is uh, the the best place to start is uh, really figuring out what uh, how you learn. You know, some people are visual learners, some people are audio learners. For me, I'm a little bit of both, and depending on what um, interests you, like if if visual is not your thing, you don't like to read books, physical books. Then I would recommend like do audiobooks, podcasts, but just being exposed to that field. If you're interested in real estate, find people in your network, in your group of sure. friends, or people that know people um, and pick their brain because some people might not want to share their best tips and, and knowledge, but there are some successful people out there that really want to share and just want to give you information and what they have experienced and their best. Um, tips and advice for you but you have to want to know what you want to do first um, for me I have a big interest in real estate I have a big interest in business um, and tax a lot of people just have such a negative perception about tax paying tax like you know we are very heavily taxed if you think about it right you make a paycheck you're heavily taxed by income tax if you work for a w-2 job like a regular employer like mm -hmm. you and i um and if you own a home you're paying property tax if you have rental income then you're paying property tax and you're paying income tax on the the revenue that you're you're making yes. if you're buying coffee or you're buying stuff taxes. you're paying sales tax yeah so but when you understand taxes and you learn ab about taxes and real estate and businesses all collectively as a whole yeah then you learn all the tax loopholes and how to leverage your um, investment tools and vehicles that you have like real estate properties or how you can leverage your business to mitigate those taxes and reduce it legally mm -hmm. then you you are looking at just making money from a different uh, you're just your perception about taxes is just completely different yeah but when you don't know people just typically just complain about the irs taxing them so much and yada 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 but if you really study um different things like how businesses if you start your own business which is part of the chapter in rich dad poor dad the chapter is called mind your own business um that's where he talk <laughs> it is that's that's a pun intended right mind your own business which is like yeah. you know start your own that's business great. and yeah. um that is something that i'm i'm just very happy that i get to check off my list it's just being able to do something just do it yeah. it's just like you know sometimes people get hesitant about like should i or they want to hear confirmation or validation from their friends or family to tell them yeah you should but a lot of people are not going to tell you that you should a lot of people are going to put fear in your mind by saying oh i know somebody that bought a house and you know they 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 lost it because of the market or you know, the value dropped or the recession happened or, or they invested money in the stock market, it crashed and they lost it all. Yeah, those are true stories. But when you learn the risks and 
ways to avoid the risk and how to minimize your exposure to risk and learn about all the benefits and you're exposed to all the knowledge that you should be exposed to, then, you know, when you make your own decisions and not wait for other people's validation to tell you, yeah, you should or shouldn't, then you can make your own best financial best informed decision on your own right you know so i think that's where a lot of people um are having issues is you know they think they can't or they just want something and they just don't want to learn about it or take time Mm. um to to really know uh, or learn about what they need to do in order to make those goals that they want to achieve happen right yeah and a lot of people don't know like you said what they want to do but I think that's the first step, like you're saying, know what you want to do, become educated about the risks, um, talk to people in your network, whether it's your friends, family, or coworkers on ways to get started in that field, and, um, and, and then take action. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm really glad that you added network in that list because I think that network is one of the most crucial things oh, yeah. um, that you will need. Um, because within your network, you'd be surprised. Like there's so many people um, in your network, right? You just have to find out like who to really have, uh, who you need to have in your network. If you don't have somebody that's um, familiar with real estate, you should be asking yourself, how can I meet somebody that is familiar with real estate that can pick their brain and um, gain uh, knowledge from them? If you want to learn about businesses, then you should be have you should have somebody in your network that are uh, business savvy that have been successful that you can pick their brain about. Right. So um, yeah, it's just the network is such a big piece. And when you get stuck in a rut, let's say if I get stuck on something and um, it's a business related um, issue and if I'm just bouncing off you know advice from people that are not in that field are not familiar with it and I'm taking their advice guess what it may not it may be advice but it may not be the best advice I could get so that's why having somebody in your network is so crucial because that way when you're asking somebody and taking your time out of your busy day to really have that meaningful conversation that where you truly need help and you want to be able to um, get the best advice that you can get. If you have somebody that is knowledgeable in your network, not only that you are able to grow your knowledge, but to have the right advice or the best advice that you can really get from somebody that has done it or has the experience that you're looking for sure. and not just your neighbor or your friend that you've known forever. Sometimes it's not you know, how long you've known somebody. You have to really pick and choose um, when you're making important financial decisions or business decisions on um, the right people to to give you really real good advice. Right, and then just like final thing that I would like to add is if you don't have a network like that with anybody, then find a book or find a podcast or find a YouTube video and learn from that and have those people be your network at first. And then you can find other people who are actually closely interconnected with you like face to face to where you could pick the brain exactly and i'm glad that you mentioned that because before the podcast we were talking about that we were talking about like how we are um in an interesting generation right now where um knowledge is at our fingertips we're exposed to the internet that Mm. have that contains so much information that our um parents didn't have access to um there's so many books that have been written about 
all sorts of topics that you want to be interested in and want to learn more about. There's so many podcasts out there. There's no reason for you to not have that information. Mm -hmm. It's just being able to really dedicate that time to yeah. find the, the stop being a lazy bitch yeah stop being a bitch <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah. there's no there's nobody else to blame but yourself if you're not financially successful it's not your boss it's not your employer it's you that you're the vehicle of your life um and that's why it goes back to our brand name is vivi la vida is like the true meaning is to really live your life and the definition of living my life is to be able to be financially free so that way i don't have a nine to five job so when my dad's in the er or my mom's you know that she needs me or whatever i'm i could be there I, i don't have to call out what is vacation days you know every day should feel like a vacation you shouldn't feel like you have to work for the weekend and um, be miserable for five days out of the week and then enjoy two days out of the week preach yeah you know (laughs) so i just want to be able to um hopefully reach more people on your platform yeah um to have people look at their lives from a different lens and not just be um, so limited or have a limited mindset and accept that nine to five job or accept their basic life where mm. they're working and then they'll just have retirement at 60 something years old. Tomorrow is not promised. We don't know if something's going to happen to us. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So just live your life to the fullest, but not just just spend everything you have and just right. live lavishly, but have a plan, like how are you gonna get there? And that's why maybe on another, another topic or another podcast, we can discuss further on, on real estate investing or how to generate yeah. income, passive income. But ideally, a passive income should be the ultimate goal for everybody because passive income is where you're hands off, you're not physically there, you don't have to be there, you can be traveling, you can be working on a different business or, whatever you want to do but passive income allows you to free up your time and do whatever you want and not have to exchange your time for money for a paycheck right okay that's fantastic i completely agree with you and yes we should do another podcast we could get into more of the specifics about real estate investment i'd love that but for now let's close on that that's awesome yeah thanks uh, marty i appreciate you inviting me on your podcast of course um, happy to be here and I hope that you know your your followers or people that listen to your podcast can hopefully make an impact change to their lives yeah and that's the goal yeah. that's the goal here on lucky brain all right so y'all motherfuckers listen to this shit yeah and take some action start small think big just make sure, do it just do it make sure you're connecting with the right people getting the information it's all out there right at your fingertips whether it's through the internet or through books but like you said start small gain some momentum momentum is very important and have that big picture in mind and with that we'll close it out see you next time see you next time peace thanks my i appreciate it